Good morning. Welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Ask any question in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SNB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24 seven. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so do engage with it, and at the end, I will reveal the results. I'm Jenny Tsai, founder and CEO of Wearisma. What do we do? Well, we provide influencer marketing software and insights for enterprises as, and SMBs so that uh, you have all the data and all the insights at hand as you work with influencers. Well, why would you want to work with an influencer um, and does it, uh, does it work? Um, well, a lot of the businesses and the clients that we work with, um, especially now given uh, what is happening uh, with, with the, the changing uh, nature um, of the pandemic, are actually seeing uh, 44% uh, of, of, of people actually spending longer on social media um, due to the pandemic. So influencer channels uh, becomes increasingly more and more um, important as, as one way where your potential customers are finding out about you. So you use influencers typically to get visible third-party reviews and endorsement. Uh, you have um, a, a, a community on the 4 billion, uh, 4 billion users on, on social media uh, where you can get um, uh, influencers to showcase your product and services. Um, and, you know, as, as they talk about them, uh, the word of mouth can really, can really go and provide that visibility um, that, that you get. Um, it's a very interesting time on social media. There are lots of uh, innovations. Um, of course, you know, um, TikTok uh, has become of great, great importance uh, during, during this um, pandemic, uh, being the fastest growing uh, social media app uh, during this time. Uh, Instagram also is, uh, is rolling out um, different features like Wheels, IGTV, uh, lots of live streaming kind of um, aspects. So um, lots of great content and interactions um, and that's where people hang out. Um, so this is definitely a great way for um, brands uh, alike to increase awareness, to drive brand buzz, to increase traffic to the e-commerce side. Um, and sometimes just interact and create beautiful content that you can use on social media um, and, and on your brand side. So how can you work with influencers? What, what are the steps? So to break it down, um, the first step always is to really understand what your objective is. So um, you need to know, for example, um, are you trying to increase brand awareness and therefore do you need uh, to reach out to many of them who talks about you and your products um, all at the same time? Uh, or um, are, you, are you looking at um, figuring out uh, reaching their audience. So for example, you're launching a product that maybe is tailoring to uh, a different demographic or uh, of, of um, audiences um, and whether or not um, their audience might be the, the ones you're trying to reach. Um, or are you simply trying to uh, create content for your social media channels? So understanding your objective is definitely number one. 
And then the second part is using, um, for example, the the technology that 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 we have, or uh, doing a lot of research, you can find individuals who can really um, fit your objective. Uh, be it you know niche influencers who, who really are close to the community you're trying to reach, uh, or bigger influencers to help you with brand awareness. Um, and build relationships with them. Um, influencers um, are, um, especially during this time, um, have really um, create, started to create um, a lot of content to really reflect, um, of course, this, this period and to, to really connect with their followers in a very um, human and, and socially conscious way. So build relationships with them. They, they are keen and they're interested to help uh, promote brands that they, that they really um, love and really want to tell their their followers about new things that they discover. So that's the second step. Um, the third step is measurement. So what is really important is um, to try to take as much as you can from this sort of look and feel aspect of it uh, away and, and and, and, and introduce some measurements so you can be strategic about it. So, um, you know, with, with, a, with the software tool or with, with your own kind of recording, really um, start to understand uh, when you, for example, um, send products for influencers to review, have they actually mentioned it? And when, when they mention it, how has their followers actually responded? Um, and uh, really try to understand how you evaluate the overall campaigns um, as you do then um, you can then rinse and repeat the next time and figure out how you can do better. Uh, a, a case study uh, I wanted to share with you is we have um, uh, a beauty brand, an SME brand, who is, um, who's mostly based in the UK, but we're uh, going to the rest of the EMEA market. And what they ended up doing is the first thing they do is to um, actually uh, select 200 influencers um, that they send the product um, to, to do product reviews. Um, and yeah, from, from there, um, they really find out who are their true advocates, who really um, their products um, really are intended to, to, to be for in terms of like skin tone, um, in, it's, uh, in, in terms of um, their, their kind of content. And from there, they basically are able to narrow down the group of influencers who really genuinely and authentically like the product um, and are able to really build up uh, a community um, of influencers, advocates, and their audience in France uh, that, that really follow the brand. So it's a really great way to authentically and organically build into um, a, a new market. So um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to highlight that and give you some ideas. Now, um, just wanted to see whether um, you have any questions? I can see some questions uh, coming through in the queue. Um, we've got um, the first question uh, from McKinsey. Um, Hi, Jenny. How you come up, came up with the idea to build a business around influencer marketing? Did you previous um, professional career experience lead you into it? Um, well, thanks for the question, Mackenzie. Um, yes, I I uh, came up with the idea while I was working um, at a digital media job. So previously, um, I had worked with... Uh, uh, a big publisher um, in magazines who has different digital media websites. Um, and uh, the way that I started thinking about the idea was, of course, I started to see the, the huge explosive growth in social media. Um, my uh, study my background was was in fact in, in engineering. Um, so with a few good friends, uh, we thought that um, 
there really needs to be a, a tool um, that brands can can leverage in order to scale their influence and marketing effort and to make it a lot more um, systematic uh, and much more replicable, uh, much predictable and measurable. So that's the reason why um, we we build it and. Uh, yeah, and it's um, um, we haven't looked back since. So thanks for the question. Um, Davis um, mentioned that he has, um, I have two small cafes. Uh, does influencer marketing work for local businesses like me? Um, yes, it's it's very interesting actually what's happening with, um, with local businesses. So, um, for quite a for quite a while over the last uh, few years or so, we started to see actually um, restaurants, cafe businesses started to in fact when they do their um, decorations, when they do their renovations, started to take into the sort of aesthetic um, of of say the likes of Instagram and and others sort of more in play. And the reason why they do that is because um, a lot of the times, uh, instead of going on, uh, you know, websites where um, uh, where people would Google for where they would go, oftentimes they find out about cafes and restaurants through Instagram. And so the aesthetic um, oftentimes uh, influence sort of if, if influencers come to the cafes and the restaurants and then they, they can create beautiful content and pictures. And that really um, is, is the first way people find out um, about you. Um, so oftentimes the, the journey is very simple. Um, I'm looking for somewhere nice to go or um, some sort of food um, that that uh, is, is sort of hot on the menu. So then I basically um, search on that on the Instagram search bar. Um, or I follow influencers and then I see this beautiful photo and think, great, you know, I really want to find out where this is. Like this food looks delicious or this um, atmosphere feels really cozy or whatever it is. And then so I would tap on the photos and then just uh, basically um, hop into um, your the, the social media account of, of the cafe. So I would say the aesthetic is really, really important. It's quite often um, the reason why um, people find out uh, about your place. Um, and, you know, I have definitely, seen um, quite a lot of businesses um, actually build up their their um, followership as well as as people would travel um, you know in, with within the sort of tourism business um, to find out um, through this method so it's it's quite important to think about it that way and and spread the word um, Oscar um, has a question. Hi, Jenny. Uh, who are micro influencers? How is working with them different from the usual set of influencers? Um, that's a very, very good question. Um, influencers obviously comes from uh, comes in all different um, specialities. So um, think of influencers um, as sort of your different um, publishers, and what they do is um, they're passionate about certain subjects um, that um, that they create content for. So some influencers talk quite a lot about, um, you know, restaurants, food, um, sports, vegan, for example, veganism, uh, vegan recipes, for example, has been recently just with with um, with the during the lockdown period really start uh, started to see it go. So um, the, the form is quite a lot by sort of what kind of content they produce and what sort of 
you know, expertise they have. Um, Micro-influencers are simply um, individuals who have potentially smaller level of following um, and oftentimes is associated with sort of a tighter knit sort of community whereby um, the engagement rate is, 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 is often quite high. Um, so um, typically a lot of the, the brands work with micro-influencers um, pretty much um, in order to figure out whether your product, so say, for example, you're opening a, a vegan burger uh, restaurant, you would find uh, quite a few sort of vegan influencers whose uh, followers are very, very passionate about this particular subject. And then um, you can work with quite a lot of them to get your words out. And there's a lot of, you know, um, passionate communities. So that's definitely um, a good way to go. Um, how it's different from working with say mid and sort of um, bigger influencers, uh, it may be that they all are um, sort of um, focused on veganism, um, but at the same time, the bigger influencer will just have far bigger reach. Um, and, and oftentimes in a campaign, you may consider um, picking influencers at different levels of following um, in order to get a, a spam of, of impact. Um, next question from um, Anya. Um, Hi, Jenny. I am a yoga instructor. I had to pivot my business and start online classes for my clients. Um, I have seen a good growth on my Instagram um, in the last few months. Congratulations. Uh, my question is, um, at what number of followers can I consider myself as an influencer? I'm currently at 5K followers. Um, so, um, first of all, congrats. That's that's really great news. And uh, um, I can imagine how um, tricky sometimes it is to pivot your business, especially during this time. Um, I, I would say a 5K follower can um, can absolutely be qualified as an influencer. Um, uh, what How we define influencers and how a lot of our clients see this is um, following is only one of the many um, parameters. So one, obviously, if, if you have sort of even 1000 followers or more, um, but your followers are very, um, very interested in a, uh, in, in, a, in a certain subject. So in this case, yoga, um, we have seen, you know, um, uh, even big brands work with uh, triathlon athletes um, who has 1,000 followers but are religiously documenting all the races and all the followers are constantly interacting below on you know the upcoming race um, and and that um, clearly is is a great example of micro influencers um, and uh, and 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 how um, how the the account um, clearly has a very vibrant community. So um, so absolutely. Uh, Mohammed uh, has a question. Uh, Morning, Jenny. How has the lockdown affected the influencer marketing industry? Are there some new trends that you have observed? Um, that's a great question. Um, yes. Yeah, so initially during the lockdown period, as you can imagine, it was a very um, uh, it was a very uncertain time. And so in that short span of time, uh, when the world was effectively work, uh, basically getting a, a handle on, on sort of what's, what's happening to everywhere, um, what we were seeing during that time was that influencer marketing industry um, really has way, 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 la way um, uh, lower level of 
I would say commercial activity because frankly, uh, during that time when you uh, promote any kind of product, it just comes across as highly insensitive uh, given what was happening. Um, it, it, you know, the first time when, when the whole world was sort of dealing with it. Um, so during that time, it was quite interesting. We saw a lot of influencers using their 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 power, if you will, to 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 do a lot of socially conscious um, initiatives. So raising money for hospitals, uh, you know, really understanding how to help the NHS. Um, lots and lots of um, interesting parts, and also there was a huge growth of 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 I would say. Um, sort of these um, different influencers who came out because they were doing a lot of um, contributions um, in, in the effort um, to, to fight against the pandemic um, in their in their community in their way. So they kind of went from the sort of offline kind of influencer to become an online influencer. Um, now that um, it kind of um, started to, to, to become sort of um, you know, part of part of our challenge, collective challenge. Um, influencer marketing is now going other ways um, because, um, you know, as you can imagine, everybody was working from home uh, um, during that time, and now quite quite a few folks. Um, the social media usage completely surges. So now brands are thinking, okay, now I figure out sort of um, what I'm doing with the stores, what I'm doing with with all the rest of the things I had to figure out. I'm starting to really think about, okay. I really need to be visible um, on social media. An influencer is a, is a, is 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 one of the, the 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 viable ways to really have third party trusted endorsements. Um, so now it's uh, it's 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 absolutely uh, critical for a lot of the brands to really think about. Um, what to do. Um, the new trends, um, absolutely, um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot more entertainment content, a lot more really, really creative things coming out on TikTok. Um, so it's still a nascent place, I would say, compared to say um, the, the sort of more mature social media platforms. So we're seeing a lot of brands are taking um, uh, taking an opportunity to really uh, to really make it uh, make it kind of one of their key focus and really start to build up their their sort of um, presence there with influencers. Um, Abigail, uh, what are the key metrics to measure the effectiveness of an influencer marketing campaign? Um, that's really um, a good question. Uh, we actually uh, on on our blog has this is this good uh, series to really start looking at um, how to measure and, and what are the different metrics to do so. So um, feel free to to check that out. Um, in in a nutshell, it really depends on your objective. So if your um, objective is brand awareness, then by all means, you know you wanted to figure out um, what your reach what your following is after a particular campaign and you wanted to understand um, you know the, the likes of um, using the likes of um, uh, tracking and so on to understand if it reaches beyond the followership and you know the likes of TikTok for example you often um, reach more uh, audience than the followers um, so for example that's that's quite important. Um, a lot of the brands really are measuring these days more and more on engagement and engagement there are two parts of it one is the sort of how um, how, what is the sort of engagement rate um, on 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 average from the campaign and compared to what influencers typically generate? So you know whether or not this campaign is successful uh, when compared to what the influencer typically gets. Um, 
and and um, on the engagement rates um, part, it's it's often quite a good way to understand if this campaign is landing well. Um, is the audience actually enjoying it? Is the audience actually um, you know participating in it? So that's um, often a, a good way to to understand what does the influencer actually drive and and how is the audience engaging with it. Um, so the, that's that's absolutely the the sort of key metrics. Of course, there are other key metrics if you're objective is, um, you know, e-commerce and so on. So you can measure things like clicks, um, like conversion, um, and of course, all the related things like CPE, CPC, um, CPE as in cost per engagement, CPC, cost per clicks, and then CPA, uh, cost per sales um, of individual influencers. So you can also measure this um, that way and then understand which influencers are, are, are doing better for you. Great. Now we have uh, the next question from Noah. Good morning, Jenny. I'm a designer by profession, have recently started designing custom t-shirts and selling designs on various online platforms. Congratulations. I don't have enough money to pay influencers. Do you think an influencer will work with me in exchange for a custom t-shirt? Um, yes, <laughs> is the short answer. And um, the, the part that I have seen a lot of the brands when they work with influencers is that they tend to be um, quite uh, creative um, when, you know, resource is a constraint. Um, oftentimes how this work is that um, in, instead of um, instead of sort of, you know, the, the kind of payment and so on, you probably need to spend more time to research on the influencers that would be quite uh, willing and open to, um, to work with you on, on that front. So there are two ways you could do it. The first way is you can find influencers that are possibly smaller uh, nano influencers or um, micro influencers in that way. But um, that when you re outreach to them and you know think about their people as well, um, basically um, try to help them understand um, what it is that you do um, and uh, how um, how to kind of pitch to them in a very relevant way. So for example, if they have certain message that they wanted to bring across, um, they're involved in certain communities, um, if you can help them uh, by gifting them the, the custom t-shirts, um, that kind of really help them align with the message that they like to uh, create, um, it could really work very well uh, with, with sort of uh, mutual benefits. Um, and oftentimes influencers are quite, um, they, they need to create, um, content um, for their editorial purposes. They can't have, you know, just add, you know, every single content. So they're often on the lookout for very quirky and, and great and entrepreneurs um, like yourself um, to really understand how to, how to, you know, create a more holistic presence online. So um, yeah, I, I absolutely encourage you to look into it and just really think of them as your partners, um, as your collaborators um, and, and work with them that way. Um, next question is from Leo. Hi, what's the biggest advantage of using a specialized tool like Wearisma for influence marketing? I can spend the extra hours to do my research, but would love a tool that does more than this for me. Thank you. Uh, great, Leo. Um, thanks for dropping a line um, and questions. Um, the oftentimes the biggest advantage of using a tool really is so that you can systematize um, each of the process and then basically spend more time thinking about 
strategy and less about sort of um, less about doing the admin, if you will. So um, how it works is that um, if you say, okay, I want to find influencers of this particular criteria, it's very similar to say running a campaign. And then you basically have a list of influencers that you approach that you gift, you basically send the, the, the products to the influencers to do. And then the, the system basically tracks uh, who has featured your product, what was the audience's um, uh, sort of um, engagements, impact, and so on. So everything is kind of all tracked and be there in one place. You can download the report, take a look at the rankings of the influencers, the ranking on the content and so on. So all this is running in the background. And what you do is um, effectively you look at um, you know how it's done, whether it's after the campaign or in real time, then you can really figure out who in that list are basically your short list of good influencers that's performed well for you. You keep them for the next time and then you, you know, basically um, add more influencers that is going to basically create your, your, your communities of influencers that are supporters um, of, of your product. So the idea is to make it so that um, it becomes replicable and it becomes something that as you grow um, as well to, to bring sort of others to help you with it and you can very easily um, expand um, the, the scale um, of, of doing so. So I hope that um, that answers the question. Uh, then we have, um, a question from Emily. Hey, Jenny, does influencer marketing help offline businesses? Would you be able to share some examples? Um, yeah, so um, I think this sem uh, may be uh, similar to, some of the, to one of the questions before about um, cafes. And so it absolutely does. In fact, um, a lot of our, our discussion now actually has to do with how companies um, link up with um, online and offline um, uh, when it comes to sort of events and offline places. And, and the reason why it can help is when you have an offline business, uh, you still want to be discovered by um, people who are doing the research online. Um, and so whether or not they're going on a trip, whether or not um, they are um, uh, wanting to find out what you do best, you want to elevate and showcase uh, everything that is wonderful and great within your offline business, um, you know, with beautiful photographs or entertaining content on social media. Um, and by doing so, that's how people then discover and say, hey, I should go and check it out. Um, so that's certainly one of the, the areas we know has worked super well um, with, with some of the, the restaurants and places that are that they're really um, uh, thinking about how they come across online. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's exactly the same thing as sort of making sure that you're discoverable um, and, 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 and making it attractive for, um, you know, for people who has very different route of researching where they want to go um, to do so. Um, so um, that kind of wraps up um, the questions. Uh, we have now um, uh, seen the poll results come in. <laughs> so we asked you, have you prepared your business for the next six months? Um, so it's quite a coin toss. 50% of you said yes, and 50% of you said no. Um, I think, yeah, especially given what is happening, um, you know, at this part in the middle of, of autumn and winter, there is there is indeed a lot of uncertainty. So I can certainly understand um, that it's difficult even to, to prepare. Um, 
um, I think one thing uh, probably uh, give, give, may give you some idea is to to really think about how to um, you know establish some relationship up front. It may not be that currently you know you can do um, too much of it, but you never know that if you have some online presence or even offline presence uh, to start build up these relationships so that when um, you're ready to reset and go. Um, the, this kind of social word of mouth space can really kind of help you out. So if you have um, product services that you're very passionate about, you know, talk to talk to influencers that um, that would be passionate about your product and services, and then see what you can do. So um, wrapping up. If you have any questions, please get in touch with QuickBooks support team on Facebook or myself on LinkedIn, Jenny Tsai. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Aaron Patrick, who is a UK Intuit QuickBooks certified trainer and head of accounts at Bofix. Aaron um, also has a great YouTube channel called Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks Chap, where he gives you a tour into the world of QuickBooks online. Make sure to check it out and tune in to get advice tomorrow. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. Thank you all very much for tuning in this morning and have a great day.